Hello and welcome back to the Girl Kind podcast. It feels like an eternity since we had a chat like this. And since I last spoke to you, I've got to be honest, I've been up shit creek without a paddle. Following a world shattering breakup, everything I knew fell from beneath me. And basically, I had to reimagine what I want my life to look like. Disgustingly dramatic, I know, but partly true, I promise. Point is, we all experience these life-altering moments, days, weeks, and we come through the other side as a stronger, wiser woman who knows her worth, her value, and what she can offer herself and the world. And I know it's bloody hard, let me tell you that, like lots of things in life, but holding on to gratitude and clinging on to girlfriends and gripping on to good food and 10 out of 10 self-care rituals is what pulls us through. And I promise we do get through it. So enough about me and my very girl kind flavored breakup experience. (laughs) Let's get into the show. This week, I'm sitting down at Girlkind HQ in New York City with a colleague and a delightful friend, Belle Buxt, aka Little Fashion Stylist. Belle is the epitome of style, grace, and fearlessness. And starting things before you're ready, she has paved a career in the iconic New York City fashion scene, styling celebrities that we are not allowed to name when working on projects with huge brands and defining her own version of feeling imperfectly beautiful. I know you're going to adore Belle as much as I do, so let's dive straight in. Welcome to Girl Kind, home of the real talk guide to accessing true self-love, self-confidence, and passionate purpose. In this podcast, self-made girl boss and founder of Girl Kind, Millie, will help empower and inspire your journey towards personal success. So if you're ready to show up and conquer your biggest goals, then you're in the right place. Here's your friendly and sometimes funny host, Millie Rose Bannister. Hi, Belle. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, Millie. Thanks for having me. You're so cute. We're actually sitting down together in the Girlkind HQ, our office in Long Island City. And um, believe it or not, Belle and I actually met last year. Mm. You might not remember this um, until I tell you. Okay. At the Bumble BFF sleepover party thing that we did at the Plaza Hotel. That was so much fun. Wasn't it? And yeah. Bren was I there. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking your photos. And Belle, oh my gosh, she walked around in this beautiful pink, um, what do you call that gown with the... Like a marabou robe, yeah. What's the fluff called? Marabou. Because it's, Marabou. Yeah. This pink, beautiful, kind of like that meme where it's like, I'm going to leave my husband and walk around in this robe oh for the rest my of my God. life. That's what you looked like, except you had your husband, your beautiful friend, <laughs> and um, I met you and I was like, wow, she is stunning. And anyway, we met again somehow or other at another event and we just kept bumping into each other and now we're besties. So it was fate. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've always wanted to have you on because not only are you a very interesting person, you're very real. And I love that about you because I feel like we're able to just chat about anything and everything. Yeah. So... I want to ask you a few questions. Um, firstly, mm. I want to know about you finding your passion um, because I want you to share your story and how you came to be where you are today. Well, it took a while. <laughs> it took a while. I originally 
didn't really know that fashion could be pursued as a career. So I had no real direction as to where I wanted to be. And I thought like, oh, well, everyone I know is going into medicine. Maybe I should be a nurse. And I tried, and I was actually really not great at it. (laughs) I'm kind of squeamish, so if you can imagine me trying to learn to be a nurse, but also being incredibly squeamish, it was just like a disaster. (laughs) But I had always had like a really huge love for fashion, but I didn't really know, I had no idea what that entailed, because I didn't know anybody that worked in fashion. But, like, one day I was kind of just sitting on the couch with Bren, and I was, like, complaining about how much I hated blood and, like, how <laughs> tedious work and school was because I just didn't – I liked I liked it because I found it rewarding to, like, help people, obviously, but I was so bad at it. <laughs> I was just, like, not good at it because I would get, like, overly attached to the patients, mm. and I would feel, like, overwhelmed all the time by just how not prepared I was for how scary it, it could be. But I was, like, flipping through a magazine, and I was complaining to him, and I was like, this is so cool. I wish this was me. I wish I could do that instead. He was like, that's a real job. You could do that. Let's just leave. And we we did. He finished school, and we left. So that was North Carolina? Yep. Yeah. And then you just decided to pack up and move to the city? Yes. With no plan whatsoever. (laughs) I love that. And, I mean, that sounds like you know, so dramatic and beautiful and like a movie, but in reality that would have been so scary and so much pressure. And what was that moment in your life like? I actually wasn't scared at all because I'm a really impulsive person sometimes. (laughs) So instead of being like, oh, I'm terrified, I was like, yeah, we're doing all kinds of new things and I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Let's do it anyway. Lucky for me, Brenna's the exact same way. Because he was like, let's just do it. Like, if it doesn't work out, we can come back. (laughs) So it wasn't until, like, two months in when I realized I had no friends that (laughs) I was kind of like, wait, I am kind of nervous. Mm. Because I, like, had to get out there and, like, go to events and stuff. And that was super scary because I had no idea what the people were going to be like. I had no idea how it would be received. And that was the only time where I was kind of like, a little bit scared Mm. but besides that I was like I'm in New York yeah I'm here like here we are and I spent like way too much time just in department stores just trying to like (laughs) familiarize myself with my surroundings (laughs) I love that so it was sort of like this delayed reaction totally you're excited yeah you just just went with it and did it and then by the time you felt that fear you had already found what an apartment the furniture was already in yeah like I was like holy crap we did this thing yeah like the magnitude of how like serious that was Mm. did not occur to me until like three months later I don't know it was Mm -hmm. really crazy (laughs) Mm, that's amazing so I want to know now um I want to pull back the curtains I guess a little bit on the glamorous New York City fashion scene what was that actually like for you like getting into the industry and you know working hard and you know moving your way towards the place that you wanted to be what was that like it was actually really challenging at first because I had so I made a couple of friends randomly they happened to be my neighbors (laughs) which was like very lucky the girls lived down the street from me And they were so nice and normal, so I felt comfortable enough to, like, tell them what was going on, like, Mm. how my fears were going, like, how things were progressing. And the very first event that I went to went terribly. (laughs) Like, it was absolutely awful because I, like, brought Bren, I brought my husband as backup. At the time, he was my boyfriend. 
Mm. And I was like, Brian, you're going to come with me to this, like, open to public event. Yeah. Just in case, like, it doesn't go well. And he was like, it'll be fine. I'll just hang out by the <laughs> register and, like, fiddle with stuff. You'll be fine. <laughs> and I go up to a group of girls and I introduce myself and they turn around. <gasps> and I was mortified. Oh, my God. And I literally cried the whole way home from Union oh, Square. No. I cried the whole way home. I walked. We walked, and I cried the whole way home because I was so, like, devastated. Because mm. I was like, this is the first thing I'm going to, and everyone thinks I'm weird and hates me. I don't know if that's exactly right, but it was mean. Mm. So, anyway, Bren was like, it's not that big a deal. Like, you'll be fine. Let's try again. You'll try again, like, tomorrow. And I didn't. I didn't try again for, like, months because I was like, this is never happening again. Mm-hmm. But my neighbors were like, you, you're not going to be able to do anything if you don't get out there. It was a bad experience, but you have to, like, move on. But it took me a while. Mm. It, like, really did. My, my really good friend was like, if you don't do it, someone else will. And so that idea of, like, FOMO was the only reason that I was <laughs> like, okay, but then I, I don't want other people to live my life, so yeah, I got to try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean what happened after that? I mean, now you're, you know, part-time fashion assistant, part-time influencer, and you're living, mm -hmm. you're living those goals that you set out to achieve, which is fast, like absolutely fabulous. But yeah. what, what happened in between? I think that it just took me a really long time to be able to be really comfortable and confident in yeah. asking people what I want. Because, like, now, whenever I meet somebody, that's the first thing they ask is, like, oh, what do you do? What yeah. do you want to be doing? Mm -hmm. And I think that being able to be, like, I want to be at a magazine is something that, like, people feel, like, hesitant in sharing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every single editor or friend that I had was, like, you have to tell people you yeah. want to go to a magazine. You have to tell people you want to work with a celebrity. Because somebody might know someone and yeah. you'd be surprised because... That's exactly how I got my job, mm. was just by telling people that's what I was looking for. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know that many people, so mm -hmm. now I do, but... <laughs> yeah, I love that idea of affirming what you want, because you never know who's listening, if yeah. you're going about... and you about... never know who's going to help. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, and congratulations because Thanks, you are, seriously you're living your dreams and you've worked with you know huge celebrities that we cannot mention because they have <laughs> lots of NDAs which is so cool um I'm so happy for you hey I want to ask you now what sort of um beauty standards did you see and mm -hmm. try and you know face like what was that like because I mean it's it's a very intimidating industry. Like it I is. find the fashion industry extremely intimidating, mm -hmm. and same with beauty. Maybe because I'm not well versed in a lot of um, those events and that whole arena in general, and I don't no. know that many people. You but, are, but you know. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you are. yeah, it's it's not my passion, but it's right. your passion, right? But was it scary? Was it intimidating? Like I think facing that, that it took me a while to be comfortable enough to share what made me different. Because people would always get my ethnicity wrong or, like, they mm -hmm. would assume weird things and it would frustrate me. And I was like, wait, I could just tell them, mm. like, why I look different from them. Yeah. Like, having a prosthetic hasn't made me feel, like, alienated in any sense. Because I realized, like, this is not like high school. High yeah. school is not... High school was like, oh my god, she's so different. That's terrible. <laughs> but I feel like... Even though the fashion industry does have, like, some really rigid stereotypes, I yeah. feel like there are still really good people and, and like, people that welcome things that are different. Like, yeah. I have found that people are more 
I don't even know what the word is, but they're definitely more understanding about, like, my situation instead of being like, that's super weird. They're like, that makes you unique. Yeah. And that makes you special, which yeah. honestly, like, I'm totally cool with. I, I like the way that I look. I have mm-hmm. no qualms. <laughs> Maybe too few qualms, but... Well, you're stunning. Gorgeous. <laughs> but I think that most people have this idea that, like, beauty is something that's super rigid. Mm. And I think that maybe in the bubble that we live in in New York, people that are unique or have a different look about them are, I don't know, I think that they might be more treasured sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Especially in a city like this where being different is celebrated, which is amazing. Um, can you tell us what it's what it was like going through um, high school? How old were you when you had the eye nucleation? I, I think I was four. You were four. Yeah, wow. I was little. Yeah. Yeah, I was small. Mm-hmm. And then in school, high school, you I didn't it, talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Because, like, it was a very... It's a much more conservative world mm-hmm. in comparison, and I did not feel comfortable sharing. I was just such a weirdo. <laughs> I really was. And because I was so... It was like the girl who was trying way too hard not to make something obvious... Like, I literally pulled an entire film of hair over my face. Mm. That definitely looks like you're hiding something. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't ready. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. ready until I was, like, 22. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it wasn't time for me, personally. Everybody grows differently. Everybody grieves over their losses differently. Mm -hmm. And for me, it just was, like, really taking time to make peace with the past. And, like, be comfortable enough to be, like, actually, like... This is, like, this is a bunch of noise. I'm comfortable with this. Like, you don't have to like it. Because it took me a long time to recognize that beauty wasn't one particular thing. It wasn't, like, a westernized idea of, like, large eyes and, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, my uneven texture, my my uneven eyes. Like, that that makes me me. And that took me an insanely long time to Mm. be okay with. Yeah. Especially because so many people told me I was weird for it. I even dated a guy that was, like, mortified by it. <gasps> what? What's yeah, that? well, he's trash, but it's fine. <laughs> so trash. It worked out great because... He belongs in the bin. <laughs> well, you know, because, too, I think when you're young, you want to fit in so badly. Oh, yeah. And, like, all you care about is being like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you can never really be comfortable with who you are if you're constantly trying to fit a mold that it's just not you, mm. which was what was happening to me. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. And then so you just sort of had this realization at 22 ish mm-hmm. that you were you made peace with it and you were comfortable and you felt beautiful and everything that you should mm-hmm. um and even after I made peace like with myself mm. I still wasn't ready to talk about it okay so it even took me longer to like it took me like a year after that to be like oh we can like discuss this yeah without me freaking out now right because I assumed that people would have that same reaction that they did when I was younger where they would just, like, freak out and think it was unacceptable. Mm. Like, which did happen to me quite a lot, mm. which is weird. Yeah. Do you think um, Bren played a part in making you feel, you know, as beautiful as you are? It definitely made a huge difference. Yeah. I don't think that I, it would have been... Mm, I think it still would have taken me quite as long. But because you you are your greatest comfort, mm. right? Like, even though Bren every day since we were 18 was like, <laughs> you're perfect, 
I still had that like, but maybe he's wrong. Mm. Maybe I am not perfect. And all these things that I've been told are true. Mm -hmm. And so it did help because he was reassuring me, but he knew also that it was going to take me being comfortable with myself to make it right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's just, it's just, it's a journey. Mm. It never ends. There's still good days and bad days, just like everything else. But being able to take the time to, like, really assess what's bothering you, whether it's something that's happened to you in the past or it's something that's just developed and you're having problems with your appearance, it really takes, like, just self-reflection and being grateful for what you have Mm. and also just recognizing that being different is something that makes you so special, which sounds so cheesy, but it's kind of true. It really is. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And then... How old were you when you did the Adore Me campaign? What was that like? Oh my god, that was two years ago, I think. Oh, yeah. two years. Yeah, I was 25. Yeah. Yeah, it was really wonderful, but mm-hmm. it was the first time that I had openly discussed um, my eye loss, mm-hmm. and that was kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah. And it was also the first time I had ever been in front of, like, that many cameras, and I was like, yeah. this is a lot. I'm also in a bra. Oh, so, oh my God. Like <laughs> It was a lot all at once. Yeah, it was, like, so you. many new things, mm. and now I could, like, be in front of a camera and be totally fine with my yeah. eyes closed, but... It yeah. was difficult because it was a room full of strangers. Oh, yeah. And I was like, am I ready to do this? And then I surprised myself. So, I don't know. Every once in a while, those things happen where you're like, I, w- I am actually ready to have a full-blown discussion about this mm-hmm. because it will benefit me and it will benefit someone else. Which yeah. it did. And I'm really thankful that I did it even though I felt really, like, scared. Yeah terrified actually Mm -hmm. it was super scary (laughs) yeah well I feel like it doesn't matter who you are or what you look like we all have this imperfect journey towards self-love and self-acceptance that literally never ends like we're never going to reach the point of absolute self-acceptance and self-love because each day is a new day (laughs) you know each challenge is a new challenge it's all this imperfect path to you know feeling good about ourselves and feeling happy and, you know, embracing life as the best version of ourselves. So that's, that's really, really good advice. Thank you so much. Um, I want to talk about now about your beautiful Bren. Um, (laughs) you've been married how long? Two years. Two years. I always feel like it's longer because you've been dating so long. Um, you had the most beautiful wedding in New York City. It's like something off Sex in the City. Absolutely incredible. I want to ask you about interfaith and intercultural marriage. Okay. Um, what is that like? You know, it's funny. We've never really had to think about it too deeply. Yeah. <clears throat> Which Sorry, is a good thing. It is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think that for us, it just works flawlessly. Yeah. It's not like that with everybody, but mm. for me, I happen to be the more religious one. Mm. And so it was more important for me for certain things to stay in my life. Mm-hmm. And I had made that really clear when we were dating. And he's very reformed, like super liberal, super reformed. Yeah. And so he like understood that my spirituality wasn't going to change just because I was with somebody that had a different faith. Yeah. But I don't know. For us particularly, I don't even think about it because I pray the same way no matter where I am. Yeah. So if we go to temple, which sometimes we will, we'll go to church, we'll go to temple together, mm-hmm. I'll continue to pray the exact same way. It's yeah. just in a different space. Yeah. And I think that that's a really huge comfort for me mm. because it is such a huge issue with so many couples. Mm. 
And, like, it's never gotten in the way. Mm. We celebrate Christmas and we celebrate Hanukkah. We celebrate Easter and we celebrate Passover. Mm. And I think it's just about being understanding of what is what is acceptable to you and what is, like, a deal breaker. Yeah. Because if my faith was, like, crazy rigid, mm. I don't know that, like, necessarily it would be this easy. Yeah. It probably have been a much harder and difficult road. Mm. And I think that most people forget that... You know, faith is something that's so deeply personal and you have to decide for yourself what makes you feel good. And, like, if you're comfortable doing both, I am. I think it's great. It's, like, double the fun. But, <laughs> totally. <you know? laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I love that. Um, I want to talk about now about the growing diversity in the fashion and beauty industry. Okay. What's What's your opinion on that? I think it's something that we've been needing forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken a bit too long. Yeah. But I'm really I'm really glad to see that more is happening and we just have to be on the forefront to continue to have more happen. Mm-hmm. And I love being able to see more new designers with with a wider diverse background. Yeah. I think it's incredibly imperative that we continue to support it. Mm. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> and if you could give one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what would that be? Don't ever pluck your eyebrows. Because <laughs> <laughs> they won't grow back in one place. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, is there a motto or a quote or anything that you live by? Um, yeah, actually. You fall down seven times, get back up eight. Love that. Beautiful. I want to go into our rapid-fire questions now. Okay. You haven't read these, so they're just going to be off okay. the top of your head. Okay. Are you ready? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Number one. Okay. Your favorite binge-worthy TV show? Sex in the City. Mm, totally. Number two. Your favorite social media profile to follow right now? Oh, my God. That's such a hard one, really. <laughs> Crap. Um, Flex Mommy. She's so cool. Yeah, she's Australian too, which is awesome. Is she? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that. She's so yes, cool. <laughs> she is. What's her handle? Flex.mami. I think so. M A M I. Yeah. We'll have she's, to clarify this. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure, but she's just like she's so, so audacious cool. and full of self-love. She's, I love it. Her makeup too. Mm-hmm. She's like so beautiful. Mm, totally. What's a beauty product that you can't live without? Red lipstick. Which you are wearing right now. And <laughs> yeah. you kill, you've actually encouraged me to, you know, do a bold lip every have now and again. I? Oh, you totally have. Oh my god. When I'm I think so of honored. you, when I think of you, I think of your like huge personality and the red lip, which is like your trademark thing. So that's cool. I didn't wear it yesterday and somebody told me that they thought I looked weird. They were like, <laughs> You look ill and I was like, I kinda do. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite style or trend right now? Leopard. Leopard. I can't get enough. I think it's so fun. I know. I, I think it's fun even when people who have like a minimalist at, like aesthetic, they mm-hmm. embrace it because it's so much all at once. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. What's your best confidence hack? Stare in the mirror and say something nice about myself, which is actually a thing that I've done. Mm-hmm. I love that. I was listening to um, Louise Hayes' Heal Your Life and she... She does that? that? Yeah, she says that, she calls it mirror work, and she says that it's 
incredibly powerful. If you have any affirmations like I am successful or I am healthy, mm-hmm. my life is full of abundance, say it to yourself in the mirror, she suggests. And I've I've done it in these past few days and have it's been really? like very confronting. Like I tell myself I'm cute. So maybe I should tell myself <laughs> I'm successful. <laughs> I'm like, Whatever you you're want. not having a bad hair day. We're cute. <laughs> <laughs> We're cute today. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very cool. Hey, now I want to ask you for your recommendation of the week. It can be a product, a service, an activity, anything that you're loving that you mm-hmm. want to recommend to us. Oh, my God. Oh, Nelly, with the hard questions. Okay, hang on. I know this. I love dirty lemon water. <laughs> I know that's so random, but I just think that, like, it's so delicious and refreshing, and I feel like this is an advertisement, but I swear <laughs> it's not. I just think that they're so good, and it feels like a pick-me-up. Okay. So you have to try it. I have. We had one at a Bumble event together, and they're I had so the good. collagen one. It's basically just, like, this big, like, short bottle of... Yeah, yeah flavored water with lots of nutrients and stuff but the collagen one is very spicy it's like full it. of ginger and it burns my throat but that's how you know Get it's doing something one. yeah oh it. yeah it's just like a wellness drink it's great mm-hmm. it aren't they like, like ten dollars though like ten dollars <laughs> far out man <laughs> it makes me feel like it makes Bougie? me feel like poop you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> love that all right i'm gonna buy one today just because of you <laughs> Um, now we have actually reached the end of our interview. I want to ask you one final question. Sure. When you hear the word girl kind, what does that mean to you? It means like a sisterhood of women who are supportive. Yeah, I love that. So good. Belle, thank you so much for coming in today (laughs) to our girl kind HQ. Um, I can't wait until we finish putting all the boxes away and you can help style this place because you're queen at that. Um, thank you for sharing so openly about your journey and all of these, um, topics that we wanted to ask you about. Thanks for having me, Melly. This was so fun. (laughs) How gorgeous is Belle? What a charmer, a very well-dressed charmer she is. Sometimes she even wears this glitter tassel jacket actually quite often, just to coat her sweetness in even more charm. It's ridiculous, but I adore her and I'm so happy you got to meet her too. You can follow her dazzling adventures at Little Fashion Stylist on Instagram. And I hope you feel inspired to define what lights you up, to define how to take that leap, and most importantly, that first step. You are capable and worthy of all of those dreams inside your head. You just needed reminding. So thanks for sitting with us this week. I can't wait for our next episode already. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at wearegirlkind, G-R-L-K-N-D, and hit the link in our bio to get access to our limited time freebie vault. It's got lots of helpful, exciting, pretty things inside. So until next time, girlfriend, remember we are girlkind like mankind, but not at all.